welcome to Blizzard Watch, the podcast where we watch Blizzard pretty much like a camera. If we had a camera watching them, that would be like that, except it's just us. Hi, I'm Matt. I'm the host. Uh, with me this week are two really just special, special co-hosts. They're, they're just so dear to my heart. Um, first up, he's here, Mitch. He's here. <laughs> Hi. How you doing, Mitch? I, I'm here. I am yes, here. Yes, you are. I'm, well, well, I'll find out in two seconds when I open this loot, but it doesn't have a legendary. I'm okay. Oh, well. I got a legendary the other day. Wow. Oh yeah, I, I got, saw that. I got legendary pants that uh, make when you're when you do a heroic leap, they apply Colossus Smash to everything it hits, which would be great. Except I then had two other legendaries that were also awesome, and now I'm like in that weird position where you have to pick one. It's the Sophie's Choice of pants. <laughs> it's like, you know, do I wear the pants or do I wear the belt? Help me choose. But yeah, uh, also with us this week, she does literally everything for the site, and now she's what? What's your full new title? I'm here. No, no, that's wait, not um, <laughs> Senior managing editor. Okay. And uh, what does that mean? Uh, it means I, it's basically I do all the stuff that I have been doing, but now I have a title that reflects that. <laughs> Alrighty. Uh, what, what have you been doing in the game, I suppose I should ask? Or in oh, any game? In the game, um, mostly finishing off transmog sets and getting... Um, achievements that I've been missing. Have you and... been doing? Have you been doing the uh, invasions for transmog pieces? No, because I have them all. Uh-huh. Um, well, I have them all for my leatherware, who is all I care about. Yeah. But the the I did. Um, I mean, it's like the remember? maces and stuff because he dropped they the end bosses drop like weapons and stuff. Okay, I, I play I, an assassination rogue, so daggers available. are pretty much all I can do ever. Oh uh, yeah. So it doesn't matter, but. Um, remember last time I was talking about how I had discovered the fishing guy? Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm best friends with the fishing guy. I have a new fishing mount and oh both pets God. and all the toys. So um, I found out somebody fish. Well, somebody pointed out somebody pointed out last week that if you go to Group Finder, you can find raid groups that are doing nothing but farming fishing for that guy. I think that so was yeah, so I went to go check it, that out and and see what that was like and. Sure enough, um, it took me like, I don't know, a couple nights and I had everything I needed. So, yeah, I don't need anything else from that guy. And nice. all of my reputation bars are green again, so I'm happy. I, I, I don't fish. It's true. <laughs> I know. I grew up, you know. It's just something I won't do. Uh, I've, I've given in on everything else. I do first aid. I do cooking. I've let the game beat me in every other way imaginable. But no, I will never fish. No matter what Blizzard does. Blizzard can do anything, and it won't matter. I won't do it. But, I don't mind fishing. I think that there's something fish. like inherently kind of relaxing about it. I don't know what it is. It Usually if I'm fishing, I, I'm like fishing on the one screen, and on the other one, I'm binge-watching some television mm-hmm. series that has about a million billion episodes and seasons. Yep. So See, the fishing is just kind of a side thing that's happening. <laughs> yeah, I can I can get behind playing World of Warcraft for any one of a hundred reasons, but when I'm playing World of Warcraft, if I'm not engaged in playing the game, I log off. Like yeah. I, if I if I'm gonna be watching a TV show, I log off so I don't have to play oh, World of Warcraft see, while I watch a TV I, show. I love WoW for because like a lot of the stuff that you can do right now, at least like solo content, can kind of do with Netflix on in the background. Yeah, um, that's so not it, what I do. yeah, it's like total opposite for me is. A lot of times, like I'll play WoW when I. Netflix you know, I mean, is stuff. my best friend. My See, best Netflix friend. also like, does. Watching right now, Mitch. What are you watching? Yeah, what are you watching on Netflix? Oh, what right am now? I watching? I thought you yeah. said guess what I'm watching. Um, Legends of Tomorrow because I I binge watched Arrow 
Um, okay. And now I'm watching Legends. And Arrow Season 5 should be on there within the week, which means I'll have this more is, of that to watch. They both live in the United States. Up, yes. Up here in Canada, this is not the case. Oh, you don't you don't get... No. I don't think Arrow's even on our Netflix. Oh, it's not? I no, used I think, to be I think able, Supergirl I'm, is, but I'm, I I'm not I used to be 100%. able to get, like, Canadian other Netflix. countries' Netflixes. Yeah. And Canadian too. Netflix actually had some pretty good stuff on it, it that community. we didn't have on the U.S. one. Yeah. It also, <laughs> it had this, I think it had this Canadian sitcom that was like, uh, it was about a teacher. It was basically The Office, but it was set in, um, oh. it was it was mildly interesting. The Blizzard Watch podcast. <laughs> not sponsored by Netflix. Okay, no. we should probably not talk about Netflix, but yeah, I, I that's what I've been doing is just like hunting down random odds and ends and things and waiting for the next weekly quest, which should be here this week theoretically. I haven't yeah. had a chance to log oh, in and look it, at it. it. Is. It's I'm hoping two, I've got missions. two left to do, so yeah, I'm you hoping it's not boring as last week. You just send people oh, missions. So. It's, oh, that's okay. That's... Well, I do that already anyway, so. I'm so it feels like the that. weekly quest this time was just basically stuff you do anyway. The quest. Yeah, yeah I, I'm behind on it for as... that exact reason. It's, uh, I've, it's uh, I, I actually, I've done, I got the achievement for doing 500 missions or whatever. I don't know, whatever the big one is <laughs> that you have to hit. Yeah, I got that one because apparently I, that's just what I do is send people on missions a lot. <laughs> do, do, do. I guess I'm really diligent about that. I don't know. Um, I... I've been doing a lot of missions just to get the tokens to up- upgrade your follower eye level. Oh, yeah. I did only, a, yeah. All yeah. of my dudes are 900 to... now. All of them are 900. I have one dude at 880. Everybody else is 900, but this one guy is just staring at me going, no, you haven't given me my last upgrade yet. I, I have... I'm just waiting for Lillian. Lillian is the only one that hasn't hit the whole legendary status with the special icon around her. Oh, is I she the special to... rogue one this time? Yeah, yeah. Wait. Well, horde side she is, yes. Oh, that's okay. Yeah, alliance side it's Tess. Wondering. Yeah, yeah I, I was really it, confused. Warriors, there. warriors are similar because warriors get um get Darius Crowley, or as I like to call him, Mister Crowley. And I, <laughs> then I ask him what goes on in his head. But uh, a horde get um Itreg, which is unfortunate. Okay, Cause well, quite, not because I don't like Itreg, because I feel like Itreg should get a break. His son is like either dead he's... or turned into a monster over in like Ulta Draenor. The dude's old. His best he's friend, so his old. best friend, just died. Itrig is so old that Sorfang every go- so often goes, "Dude, Itrig's like, I know, man. What is it like? <laughs> it must be. It must be horrible to be Itrig and Sorfang because orcs have this whole thing about dying honorably in battle, and they've completely failed to do it. They just linger. Yeah. They're lingering like, on. I'm fighting trying really hard to get killed here. Like you have no idea. No, I saw you, man. Maybe you that's right why in. he. Maybe that's why he volunteered to be your follower. <laughs> like, I really hope this real guy's hard. dumb like, enough I to need, send me out. I need a battle. I need a really good battle because you. you know if I'm gonna go, I need a good battle. So I'm just gonna follow you because you're fighting some good battles. Maybe you, maybe you know. You pick suicidally insane fights. Yeah. <laughs> You go, well, yeah, go yeah, investigate. Foes. Uh, go investigate the nightmare with with two pirates. It'll okay. be fine. Unfortunately, warriors keep sending him out on missions with like Valajar who bring him back to the dead. <laughs> <laughs> Stop doing this! What? what? It's my job. Die. I redeem the slain. You're slain. Redeem. No. <laughs> okay. Anyway, <laughs> top stories this week. Uh, First up, I mean, I, I, there's actually a relatively few things to talk about. We didn't talk about it last week because it happened after the show, remember? Um, but 
a Destiny 2 is going to be on the Blizzard launcher? Yes. Yeah. Not a Blizzard game? Still Bungie? Uh, here's, here's how it's going to work, because a lot of people were kind of up in arms about this, because they're like, it's not a Blizzard game, I don't want to look at it. Okay, you don't have to look at it. You don't have to install it. It's just going to be like, you know how the launcher is now, where you've got tabs and it lists all the games and you can click from game to game? Destiny 2 will be on that list. That's it. That's the extent of Blizzard's involvement. I... <laughs> disagree why with what i'm kidding i'm, I'm being i'm being oh, okay. angry i disagree <laughs> i disagree in principle i disagree with your incredibly factual <laughs> statement you just made a lot of people were like oh does that mean that blizzard is going to be designing destiny or two or they're going to bring destiny two elements into world of warcraft no 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 they're two separate studios they're they're two completely different studios they just happen to be under the, you know, Activision Blizzard umbrella, but they're, they're two completely different things and they aren't working together except for they're putting Destiny 2 on the launcher so that people playing Destiny 2 can talk to their pals when they're playing Overwatch or whatever. That's the extent of it. Like, it's just there for the social network, pretty much. It's, and, and I mean, you can it's spend like... your WoW gold. You can spend your WoW gold to buy the game. Yeah, it's, Since a, it's, it's all one thing. You can spend your WoW gold to buy the game if you want to buy the game. Or if, you know, you want to chat with your friends, you can go ahead and add, like, I guess they don't call it Battle.net, but they were calling it Battle.net, but it's not Battle.net. I don't even know what's going on with that. I and think, think Morheim clarified like, that it was a, a one-time exception in oh, the okay. press release. Anyway, so the Blizzard app, you know how you can add people with your battle tag or whatever and talk to people between games? They're going to be able to do that with Destiny 2 as well, which is kind of, it's kind of cool, you know? Yeah. Honestly, I like it. For the simple reason that it competitor to Steam, because it, I mean, like if if you've used Steam to download, play game, like talk to people, that's essentially what it's doing right now. It's hosting a, a game. What I find kind of ironically funny about this is that I play games on Steam, so I don't have to talk to people. <laughs> I, I I don't admittedly have a lot of Steam friends, but like it, it's a similar it it's a competing platform. It's you know like the Origin X, yeah, or Origins EA's exists, Origin and there's and, you know. I there's think other Ubisoft companies doing has it, something so. weird, but I don't know actually. But it is one of the things that I find interesting about it is the fact that it basically, as one person pointed out, Destiny Two is the shooter MMO that Blizzard was trying to make. Kind of, yeah. It, when it made Overwatch instead, it was like you know they they tripped and fell into last year's game of the year. Like, oh God, no, we can't make this shooter MMO. Unfortunately for us, we're just going to have to settle for making possibly the best team shooter ever okay <laughs> we'll do that that's fine then but you know destiny 2 actually like who is... in the chat channel says that ubisoft has you play yeah that's okay okay i was gonna anyway but thanks for the order ubisoft um, <laughs> you play yeah, that's, that's, you have fun that's one thing that's happening uh that's pretty interesting i think it's heroes of the storm's anniversary uh today i believe it oh, starts yeah, today it, it started event. today um it's kind of under to be on like it's it's cool that it's their second anniversary and the logo for it looks awesome. But Overwatch did this one year anniversary thing, and you know I know one year like a bigger stuff. But Overwatch has like this whole event with and here's this like yeah anniversary stuff. It's a banner and an icon and a spray, which they look good and it adds it doubles the number of Nexus sprays available in the game. But it's like I, I think the the bigger appeal to the Heroes of the Storm anniversary is that you'll get a daily quest i believe for loot chests so 
And then there's like a an anniversary quest that gives you the icons and stuff. But it's a good chance know. to get loot we're, boxes. We're just coming off of Heroes of the Storm 2.0 and the whole mega bundle thing and everything else. And I feel like despite the fact that some might view the anniversary thing as underwhelming, the scope of stuff that we've gotten in the last two months from Heroes of the Storm has been pretty no, big. No, so, I mean I have quintupled I'm, my my characters. I'm, yeah, I'm very happy on. with Heroes of the Storm. It's just like my initial reaction was, oh, they're having an anniversary too, like Overwatch. It's probably it is probably hard for them to compete. It's probably hard yeah. for you to compete with Overwatch's big anniversary. Uh, I'll give you that one. It, possibly they should have made the Mega Bundle thing part of the anniversary in some fashion, because then we'd be like, whoa, my God, because that was you know, that was a pretty big deal. When I logged on, I logged into Heroes. Just someone said you should log into Heroes. That's exactly what happened. And one of my friends was like, you should log into Heroes. I was like, why? Just do it. I'm like, I usually don't do things people tell me just to do, <laughs> but all right. Well, what's the worst that's going to possibly happen to me? It's a video game. The worst that happens, I'll end up playing it. Oh, well, so I logged on and they were like, you know, here's 100 gems, buy 20 heroes. I was like, what? 100 gems? What does that do? Yeah. I don't even know. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll buy 20 heroes. Which 20 heroes shall I buy? It's like, do you want to be a sneaky assassin? Do you know me at all, Blizzard? Oh, yeah, right. Do you want to be a supportive character? I repeat my earlier question, Blizzard. <laughs> here's the tanks. Thanks! <laughs> yeah, they also, they did add last week welcome bundle, which is real money, but it's five bucks for like a lot of stuff. I don't know. What do you get out of that, out of curiosity? Um, It's like, I think, I, I can find the exact notes, but it's like 800 of the gems, or, yeah, the gems, which are the ones that you have to pay. It's not the shard. Um, 800 of those, 10 loot chests, one of which guaranteed contains a hero. Um, I think a, some sort of stim pack, and then maybe gold and something else. I don't know. It's it's a lot for five bucks. Like, it, it's it's more than five bucks is going to get you anywhere else in the it's basically a bunch of stuff to kind of give you an edge coming in so you don't feel lost immediately. Yeah. Okay. Kind of. Cool. I, I mean, it's it's also to, like, reintroduce or, like... Or to introduce you to it if you've never played it. Yeah. So. How long does the Heroes of the Storm anniversary last? Isn't it two weeks? I think so. Yeah, I thought it was June 14th, but I'm not 100% on that. I think it's June 12th, if I remember correctly. It's, like, May 30th through June 12th. Oh, hang on. Maybe... Okay, so the welcome bundle, it contains one epic loot chest, one rare loot chest, the welcome chest, which is the one that guarantees a hero. Uh, where mm -hmm. I think where I was getting the 10 chests is that 800 gems close to being able to buy you 10. I think I had like 200, so that's where I am. But it also contains a mount. Cool. Ooh, a zebra. And since we were talking about it before... Uh... Overwatch anniversary we kind of mentioned last week, but one thing I wanted to mention because it came up today and I, I wrote the post about it is that they've Overwatch has once again said we're not going to do a single player campaign. I'm sad about this. I'm sad about it as well because one of the games I really loved last year was Titanfall 2 and it got me really into the shooter mood and I wanted to play Overwatch, but I'm I I have the eye thing, so I wanted to like I want to ease into this. I don't want to just throw myself at people and get murdered a lot. I this is my big problem with Overwatch is that, you know, I know I'm going to get motion sick, so I need to ease into this game. And there's no real way to ease into it other than, hi, can I be a drag on your team? So just, I was just play Genji and spam the I need healing. I wanted to, to, to do a single player. Plus, I've wanted them to do a single player because I would like to know the story of this game. It's like there's a lot of lore in Overwatch. A lot of it's unfolding through the movies. A lot of it's unfolding through comics and other media. 
And a lot of it unfolds like through background details in maps and so forth. But I'd, I'd love it if there was an actual story campaign. But they are not interested. The Speaking dev- of story, though, something dropped really late last night, which was kind of weird for it to drop at that hour. But that's okay. <laughs> um, they released a new little tidbit of lore on the website. So it's one of those Atlas News news posts. It's kind of like a mock news post or whatever. And this one is about the Horizon Lunar Colony. And I'm so excited about this because I have been waiting ever since, I think pretty much ever since we learned about Winston's origin story, because Winston's origin story takes place on the Horizon Lunar Colony. Um, What happened there was he was there with a bunch of other genetically engineered gorillas and a bunch of scientists. And the reason they had them up there on this lunar colony was because that they were testing out um, how people reacted to prolonged habitation in space, that kind of thing, right? Um, Somewhere along the line, something happened. The gorillas staged an uprising. They killed all the scientists. Winston was the only one that apparently was kind of sane or understood that this was not a good thing to be doing. So he built himself a rocket and flew back to Earth. And then after that, that's when he joined the Overwatch team. But, you know, you're sitting there going, oh, well, that's a good story. Cool. He's on Earth now doing good things. Yeah. But what about the angry gorillas on the moon? And we never really had an answer for that. Like, we had no idea what was going on up there, what happened to them, if they died, if they were still up there rampaging, if they were doing experiments of their own. We don't know. Um, This news post thing is about the Horizon Lunar Colony. And apparently there was a, a... space company or something called Luchang Interstellar, who revealed that all of the colony's databases and monitoring systems, they're still up and running, and they have been up and running. And they were able to retrieve some data and bring out some messages that were sent between the scientists in like the days just before the whole uprising event thing happened. So it's a series of messages and emails, and Each of them kind of shed a little bit, but not quite very much light on what was going on up there. And it ends pretty abruptly. And then the last thing that you see there under a breaking update is a map of the facility. And it has tracking for all of the gorillas and also for the scientists. The scientists are pinpointed on the map. Whether or not the scientists are alive or not, it isn't specified on the map, but considering they already said all the scientists died, I'm going to assume that that's where their corpses are at, and it's kind of gross. Um, <laughs> that's pretty There's grim. also... Yeah. Well, and then there's also something else there, too. There's a specimen called Hammond. Hammond isn't a gorilla. He's something smaller. Um, one of the emails mentions that Hammond has escaped from his cage and says... I don't know why we ever thought it was a good idea to have smaller test subjects. I completely regret it. When they said test subjects, it seems to imply that maybe Hammond isn't the only small-scale dude there. And it doesn't specify what he is, but I'm assuming a smaller ape? Like maybe a chimpanzee or something? Or a Orangutan? A monkey? Both chimpanzees and orangutans are still pretty big. Yeah. Um, they're smaller than gorillas. Or orangutans are pretty big. Orangutans are like... A, about orangutans are huge yeah it wouldn't be an orangutan but like a chimpanzee or a smaller maybe, monkey maybe maybe i don't know who knows i don't, I don't know i'm hoping for a map 
Well, yeah, a lot of people were like, what does this mean? What does this mean? And I'm sitting here looking at this map and going, oh, you know what that looks like? That looks like a good event map for an event like the uprising thing where, you know, you went on to King's Row or whatever and you fought the little NPC bots from yeah. the sector and that kind of thing. Something absolutely horrible is that they just reuse King's Row, but they, this time <laughs> it's gorillas. <laughs> Gorillas, this, these gorillas have invaded King's Row. Yeah, these no. pods land from space. Like literally, you show you literally cut to like a cinematic of them fixing King's Row. Like there's a guy with a shovel putting down the last dirt on a tree. <laughs> like finally, we've repaired the and damage. And he stands back, like, braces himself on the shovel, wipes his brow, goes, Whew, and then a monkey appears out of nowhere and just decks him. Yeah, <laughs> a big rocket pod from from the sky smashes down on the tree. <laughs> Driller with a chain gun steps out, starts opening fire. It's like the girl is an invading throw. See, no, this is this is. I think this might actually be like an event thing. I see. I um, hope it's not an event only map because uh, a moon map would be freaking awesome. It um, might be a new map. I, I don't know. I, I'm thinking it's a new map. I don't think they would make an event only because I think even like some of the I don't know. Have they done well, that here's before? the deal, right? They came out with they just came out with three new maps for the whole um, anniversary thing that they're doing. They have those three arena style maps. Yeah. And there's one, and, and they're new. They're new maps. They're just they they kind of border existing maps. So like Castillo is up above Dorado, and then you have um, the one that's next to Eichenwald, and you have the one. It, it they're all kind of near other maps. This one is like out in the middle of nowhere. So I'm thinking that if they were going to add a new map, they might do the same thing. Because what they're doing with the anniversary event is they are introducing these arena maps as part of the anniversary. But the maps are going to stay there in custom mode so that you can go in and play custom games and stuff with the maps after the event is over. And I'm thinking, well, maybe that's what they're doing here. Or maybe they're coming out with the new animated short. Who knows? Yeah, the, um, it's. I, I don't know if it's notable necessarily, but the map, like if you look at it, it has like stations A, B, C, D, E, and F. E is highlighted right. as the observatory, but also just looking at the general layout of the map, like F and C are both. I mean, it's relatively um, symmetrical at that point. Like kind of looking yeah. from F to C, so I could see it being. I don't know, capture the flag map or not. I don't think they would do capture the flag again, but. It's, it's a good. It, the moon base has a good map layout for over. For that it way. has a good map layout, and then you know if you have if you have an event similar to what we saw with uprising and null sector, then I could see them doing like a little campaign mode type thing where you go in, you have to fight these specimens that for whatever reason their genetic engineering is just you know genetic engineering gone wrong, um, and you have to take them out. Who it's knows like what they've been movie, doing up good. on the moon all this time? Because the thing is, is like Winston joined Overwatch before Overwatch was disbanded and everything, like before all of that went down. So these guys have been on this lunar colony for years and years and years and years. Who knows what they've been doing during that time period? Like what they've been up to? Have they been genetically engineering their own things? Are there lots of gorillas up there now? And it's just, we only see the specimens that are being tracked because those are the ones that had trackers. They were from the original program. Like, we don't know. So 
I'm really fascinated to see where this goes because, like I said, I, I, I've been waiting for this ever since they introduced Winston's story. Well, and, <laughs> and like, in the maps, I remember looking, you know, around during the beta trying to find you know, hints of whatever here and there, little Easter eggs. The moon, from the very beginning, you've been able to see that moon base up there. The outline of it is in the moon from the beginning of the game. Yeah, the lunar colony is up there. That's what that circular thing yeah, is up there if we on the can, moon. If we can finally go there, that it would be awesome. Ooh, Slowpoke says moon map with low gravity for bigger jumps. That sounds that so fun. Awesome. <laughs> I I also hope that there's a whaler somewhere. Whalers on the know. moon. Oh. So yeah, that's the Overwatch stuff that's been going on. All right. Well, I guess that means we pretty much go to emails. Uh, if you have an email for the show, send it to podcast at blizzardwatch.com with Blizzard Watch or podcast in the subject line so we know it's for this show. Because I'm horrible, I force Anne to read these every week rather than read them myself. I'm terrible. Uh, she's going to do that for us now because, again, I'm terrible. <laughs> you aren't terrible. Okay. Um, so, hold up. I'm missing something here. You wanted to do that other one. Yeah, I know. I'm just going to find it here. I just... I'm missing something here. Where did it go? There we go. All right. So uh, first email is from Areni, who says, Hey, watchers in the snowflakes. I have a quick question regarding Symmetra's arm. Do you guys think it's a glove of some sort, or do you think it's fully synthetic? And if you think it's synthetic, bionic, whatever, do you think the arm was forced on her in the name of order and efficiency by Vishkar, or merely because of an accident? Established lore doesn't say either way yet. With you since the beginning, proud patron, Areni? Areni. It's irony. I'm sorry. It wasn't irony. Anyway, um, I decided to grab this one first just because Overwatch and we were talking about Overwatch anyway. I uh, have her arm on screen for viewers. Yeah. Her arm is actually Michael Chu. He's the creative director for Overwatch. Uh, he's stated that she is an amputee and that is an artificial arm. Her left arm is an artificial arm. Um, there are some skins where it looks like a real arm. It's not. It's an artificial arm. Um and I don't, I don't know if he specified how she lost it. I'm going to assume that it was probably at some point during the Omnic crisis because that's when a lot of people sustained a lot of injuries because there was a lot going on there. But that's definitely, it's not a glove or anything like that. Um, there were a few people that had like various questions about Overwatch heroes and things. Like they wanted to know if Lucio's legs were artificial, and they are not. Those are his real legs. He just has, like, armor built around them. They were wondering about Hanzo's ankles, like his feet, because his ankles are unusually narrow. No, that's just character design. He has very delicate ankles. He's so pretty. <laughs> and But Symmetra, Symmetra very definitely, her arm, it is, it, it's, it's an artificial arm. You were saying, Mitch, I'm sorry. No, I was just yelling at you for fawning over Hanzo. Oh. Let her fawn over Hanzo. Is, he is pretty. <laughs> I'm not Let people lie. like what they like, Mitch. He's young pretty. Young Hanzo, he has or, or old, hair. What about Young Hanzo? Young Hanzo is okay. okay. I like I like the older I like the sil the silver fox Hanzo. <laughs> anyway, all right. Uh, moving on. We've got another email here. <laughs> Unless you guys want to say anything about Symmetra. I think it's interesting that she has an artificial arm, um, because as people point out, you know, she's one of the few people that can use the artificial the hard like technology. Like, yeah. It's not usable by everybody. Like, she's one of the few people that can use it. And uh, it's it's interesting that she has that artificial arm. You find you, I do would like to know how she lost it. Is it similar to the implants that, uh, oh, Sombra. Sombra has, like, 
cybernetic implants up and down her spine that allow her to access computers more effectively. So I find myself wondering if it's related in any way, if that's a if that's a black market version, is it similar to like the technology they use to keep Genji alive? I mean, there's a lot, there's a lot of stuff you could talk to about it, but I don't, we well, don't I'm know much about it right now. Because she was really involved with like Vishkar took her in and she, she went to school there and studied all of that stuff. I imagine that Vishkar probably had something to do with the artificial limb and its capabilities. Um, but the extent of that, we don't know because they really haven't gone into that all that much. It was there's, mostly, yeah. It was mostly just some, a lot of people were asking. So Michael Chu clarified a few of those points. And one of the points that he clarified was that, yeah, Symmetra's got an artificial arm. Anyway, here's just one thing here that, sorry. Oh, go and answer. Yeah. And Junkrat, obviously. Do we know how McCree lost? Uh, No, but I'm assuming that since he was involved with the Deadlock gang, I mean, they're, they're, they're not fun people. Lots of people with robotic. (laughs) There are quite a few. Yeah. Um, and I guess, you know, obviously in the future, cybernetics is like a, a thing. I'm also guessing that a lot of people sustained injuries during the Omnic crisis because it was really, it was like this global disaster kind of event thing. Um, and there were a lot of people that either lost their lives or, you know, lost people that they knew or lost limbs, suffered severe injuries, that kind of thing. Um, so you see evidence of it here, there and everywhere. Okay. Uh, next email. Hey, Blizzwatch crew, got a question for you. What do you think is happening with the Blizzard CG cinematic team? For the last few years, it's been Diablo or, or StarCraft cinematic, then Warcraft cinematic, and repeat. The last big cinematic was the one for Legion, and there's no expansion for StarCraft or Diablo in sight. Do we have any idea what they're working on? Are they just helping out with Overwatch cinematics? That would kind of stink. I like the Overwatch cinematics well enough, but growing up on Blizzard games, the more epic cinematic style has always been my jam. Cheers, p- proud Patreon supporter, Nephilar of Silvermoon EU. I don't think we really know. I, I, mean, I don't know if it's... Well, are they talking like the the big cinematics? Like I think they're yeah. talking about the uber-detailed movie-level cinematics. Okay, like, because... You know, the, one with Garrosh where he's like, times change, you know, that kind of thing, where yeah. it's like the uber-detailed stuff. Because the Overwatch cinematics, like, those are pretty much, I mean, more or less using in-game. Like, they're not, they don't look totally different from in-game. I think that's just the, like, in-team cinematic one for, like, so I don't think that Blizzard would come in and help with Overwatch cinematics, because Overwatch, and each game, for that matter, has its own cinematics team, as far as I'm aware. There might be some overlap with, I think, the StarCraft and Heroes teams. But if you're talking the, like, uber-good cinematics, I don't know about that. I don't know if that's, like, one Blizzard team or if it's still... uh... I mean, you know, I am sure that we're going to get another cinematic when the next expansion comes out. That's just... We've had one for every expansion. I'm sure there will be another one. Um, I... Yeah, it is hard to say what they... You know, I, I don't have any particular information on which one does what. So I'm afraid I can't answer that. But I will say this, that I, I do hope they're going to continue to do cinematics like the ones they've done. I was just – I just watched um, – I was actually watching the, the Cataclysm one the other day because, you know, I couldn't connect for some reason. So I was watching them. And the Cataclysm one, I mean, I'm not a real huge fan of the Deathwing voiceover. Like I, I kind of feel like it it's a little too much for me. But just the, what you're actually seeing, I still remember getting chills watching that thing when oh, it first see. came out. I, I still get chills watching the Lich King one. I love that Breath one so much. The Lich King one's not bad, but oh, it's honestly, my favorite. You, know, you, you know which one's better, honestly, in my opinion? And this is, you Warlords, know. Warlords. Warlords. 
like seriously, the Warlord cinematic is actually the music is on point, the animations on point, the things they did with the faces. That is the best garage you're ever gonna see. Yeah, all, and the the callback to the Warcraft Three explosion. Too. Yeah, like it's it's all. It was a very good cinematic. I think I, I love been... Wrath of the Lich King. Um, and I don't know if I'll be able to top it, but I think Warlords comes. Here's kind of what I know. Ants come Here's... in. Here's what I know. Blizzard has a cinematic or Blizzard has an art department. They have a cinematics team within that art department. I don't know if every do you know Mitch like for sure because I don't think that every game has their own cinematic team. Uh okay, I don't know if I don't know if every game has their own cinematic team. I know the the teams work independently in a lot of the other areas. Like right. they have the Overwatch team, Diablo, Warcraft, and I think it's StarCraft and Heroes, and then Hearthstone, right. obviously. Uh, as right. far as cinematics go, I don't know. I just I, I know there was the one time where where Taryn was kind of saying like, "Oh yeah, I helped out with this Heroes." Like it it was kind of a thing because he knows the Warcraft like teaser videos. He, he um, focuses on that. Although I think he's like the head of the whole thing, head of the whole shebang right now. Um, I just but yeah. I, so I, I, guess I feel I like I should sure. point out though, because when you were talking about the Overwatch cinematics, like the animated shorts, and saying, "Oh yeah, they just use game models or whatever," I don't think you really want to say that because no, that sounds no. almost kind of dismissive. No, that's yeah. That that's not. I I don't. I mean, Overwatch. They doesn't put go in a lot of work. They don't go for the hyper realist. No, they don't. They go. They go for the style. Style wise, it's it's that Overwatch style, that kind of cartoony style. It's not that uber realism style. But they put as much work into those animated shorts as they do any cinematic. I'm guessing. Yeah. Um, I know that they had a couple of behind the scenes things where they were showing the behind the scenes of them making those cinematics and working with them, and they were. It was a process. Like it, it was a big process. The cinematic team, keep in mind that the cinematic team, they don't just work on these expansion, ooh, dazzling over the top trailers. They work on every piece of cinematics that we see. So every cutscene in World of Warcraft, that's a cinematics team. Every, uh, and I'm not just talking about like the ones like, uh, Oh, I don't know. The end of Alshara, right? The end of Alshara where you go and you see Ysera and all that other stuff happens. Um, the, it's the stuff like that, but it's also the stuff like actual breakaway cut scenes that happen while you're questing, that kind of thing. Um, they they have they have a lot of stuff that they're working on, and it's not just this whole highly detailed stuff. They have yeah. they have like the other stuff that they're working on within the scope of the game universe. So even though it looks like they're not doing anything, they are doing stuff. They're oh, doing like every piece of cinematic for, stuff that you see in it, it all of these games. Yeah, and yeah, no, I, was, and... I wasn't. I wasn't. Trying, um, yeah, I honestly, I guess about the cinematic department. You say no. Um, Animating anything though it is that takes time and it takes a lot of effort, and they are pulling out all this. Like we are seeing more of these cutscenes and cinematics and everything else in all of Blizzard's games than we have ever seen before, and I, yeah. I love what they do over and there. I was impressed <laughs> that they had the Legion cinematic ready when they did. Like yeah. I, I was totally expecting it to be like. You know, when they announced it, I was like, "Oh, cool! They announced it. We'll see it in a, you know, a video at BlizzCon." Nope. Here's the here's the beautiful cinematic. So, I mean, they're they're busy, I'm sure. By the way, Legion, boom! Here's a cinematic, and it was great. It was so beautiful. Yeah. And you um, know, to be fair, also Legion possibly Warlords started this trend, which Warlords had a lot of the good rendered ones. I mean, pretty much every like, like the zone ending ones. 
Yeah, there were like at least three or four of them that I can think of. Uh, yeah. Plus, the, there was the big seven. There was the big, uh, okay, the Fury Hellfire one's coming. Here's another one, sort of thing. The one with you know, drink. But they've done a lot of. They did a lot of that in Warlords, and they've really done a, a great job of keeping that going. The momentum-wise in Legion, where um, at least two or three zones had good cinematic endings. You mentioned the uh, Ysera one. There's the the Stormheim one, which is really really good. Oh, I love and, that one. Oh, yeah. And the one you get when you when you do the Legion fall like scenario, yeah, which is the one we saw. Alliance you know? side, yeah. I wasn't even talking about that. I was talking about the one that literally, you know, you're standing around in Dalaran with all the, the class oh, order hall members. Oh, yeah. Okay. And you know, Velen's talking. The patch, uh, like that the patch really trailer. Big. That was the yeah. seven two trailer. It, it actually happens in the game. The patch too. trailer happens in game, which I thought oh, okay. was fantastic. Yeah. It yeah. Actually happens in game. You still get to see it. Then there's the Anduin one. Yeah, absolutely. That one's really good. Um. They've done a really the Cinemax team's working on quite. They've done quite a lot of good work. Hey, Taryn or Cinematic people, if you're watching this, feel free to you know talk to us about it because we're actually interested in this. Say hi, yeah. Taryn. I know Taryn posted on Twitter earlier today something about having a lot of irons in the oh, fire at the moment. Yeah. So there's a lot of stuff that they're working on right now. Um, and obviously, you know, they aren't going to give us any details or anything like that. But <laughs> yeah, I, still... I, am, I am actually talk about Bernalee. Sorry, we don't have a better yeah. answer. It's cool though. Thank you for the for the question. Um, our next question says, "Hello and thanks for all you do." My question is about the WoW token. Do you think it'll ever go down or stabilize? It started at 30k, went down to about 15k, and has since then consistently gone up, jumping from 60k to 100k when it could be used for ba uh, battle net balance. With the Destiny release plus other Blizzard properties staggered releases, it seems like there will always be something to drive it up. Thanks, Concerta Ravencrest US. Uh, is it even available right now? Yeah. yeah it, it when was, it went they, down, they it went it. down for literally like two hours, and that was it. Yeah. Okay. Because I I had known if it was unavailable. As far as I know, it's currently around 150k. No, that's it's, the last it's time like I checked. 120. Okay. It was at 150. Yeah, it, hasn't, last it hasn't gone. I don't think it's gone back up above the 144 is the highest that I saw at US. Yeah. But it's wrong. UK or higher. EU is more than that, just because exchange rates, all that other stuff. Um. <laughs> To, to answer the question, it started at 30k, obviously. The reason it went from 15k to 60 or whatever, the expansion release and gold inflation, it doesn't, it, that's more just Blizzard having gold inflation every expansion. Um, I think you will see it stabilize every now and then. I mean, after the battle net balance change, it stabilized, like, for a long time. I think it was like 80, 90k. It, it might be like a, a 10k jump window when it, you know, quote unquote stabilizes. Um, I don't know if it will ever go like down, down because yeah, I think there's going to be something to drive it up. Um, it really does depend too on what Blizzard does in the future. Like if Blizzard announces a new game is coming out that you can buy with your Battle.net account balance and everybody wants to buy it. Like if they announce tomorrow, yes, the new Overwatch expansion is coming in and blah, blah. And you know, it all with the, your Battle.net balance. Yeah. That would jack it up. Yeah. Because and that's, you know, it, I mean, it, it skyrocketed with the announcement. Of Destiny 2. Um, I'm sure when Destiny 2 actually comes out, it's going to skyrocket again, unless they do something you know, crazy in Big Drive. Yeah, I mean, it, it'll always go up with Majorance, but I think within an expansion pack, you can kind of tell when it stabilizes for the time being. It's also super easy to get gold right now, and I think that's kind of contributing to it a little bit, is just that it's it's not... I don't think it's quite Warlord's level easy, like, you, you can't do the whole, oh, I'm just going to farm my garrison for gold and call it a day. 
Um, but I know with like when I send dudes out on missions, I can usually get those gold missions to 200%, which means I'm getting the yeah. 700 whatever gold reward plus another 1500 gold. So I'm making gold hand over fist just running missions. And that's not counting going out and doing world quests and everything else. It's not that real. It's it's really it's not that hard right now. Um, so I think it's kind of reflective of that a little bit, too. Everybody's got more gold these days. Maybe. I mean, if if it ever does plummet in value, Blizzard's probably doing something wrong and will fix that because I can't imagine this is bad for them. If it ever if it ever drops again, I will be buying a lot of tokens. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I will not be playing for WoW, WoW for, for, or paying for WoW for a while. <laughs> and once once that happens, it'll immediately go back up. Yeah, it that's will. how it works. It once will. people start going, oh, it's dropping, buy, 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 it'll go back up because now the demand is high. Yeah, you, you know. just have to like wait and choose your moments, I guess. Uh, okay, so our next email is from Alexander, who says, Has Blizzard ever taken an NPC spell or ability and made it into a player version later on? The Suramar raids show some amazing magic the Nightfallen had learned, and Jaina has been mass life-gripping players since Wrath. Defile. Yes. Also Ravager. Oh, I mean, Ravager I, I too? Actually, oh yeah, I have Ravager. Yeah, well, I can is throw it based an axe. off of... Yes, it's exactly like the throw an axe thing that he does. Oh, okay. Uh, the one from not the one from Scarlet Monastery, which that's Blades of Light. The axe was the Ravager, but the you know actual yeah. Ravager where you throw a Ravager and it spins just just like Nazgrim. Yeah, I have that ability. It's okay. an arms ability. I, I know Death Knights. A lot of their and I think it may have changed, but a lot of their abilities were like based that's why I on the file. Yeah, the file yeah. was very much yeah, it was think... added after the whole Wrath of the Lich King with the Lich King having. Yeah, I think with their Warlords was that a Warlord? <laughs> Um, <laughs> I have flashbacks to Defile. It gives I me have like flashbacks to that horrible thing after Defile, where it blows you entirely off the yeah. platform. Oh yeah, my God. but yeah, they've actually done it with quite a few things. I mean, it's um, some of them are abilities from like previous games. Like for instance, Mirror Image, which is a mage spell in World of Warcraft, was actually a Blade Master ability in Warcraft Three. Yeah, um, and there's other things like that. I'm. I'm Bloodlust slash heroism, and it was called just Bloodlust back then. Bloodlust comes from a shaman ability in Warcraft 3. There's there's others. A lot of the abilities are former NPC spells, but if you're talking specifically World of Warcraft, the ones I know about off the top of my head are, um, well, Heroic Leap, actually. Heroic Leap was uh, something that they had uh, on Heroic mobs. Leap, Ravager, Defile. Um, there are others that I'm forgetting about. Yeah, I think a lot of the blood tanking ones. There's at least, isn't there like some rogue ability that used to be like... That's what I'm trying to remember. Because I, I keep thinking there was an NPC rogue ability and now we have it. And I can't remember what it is uh, off the top of my head. Shadow Priest got a mechanic. Yeah, Shadow Priest got an entire mechanic. Well, it's like, you know, insanity. That was, you know, that was an yeah. NPC ability, sort of. And it, I, yeah, really I mean, it. you look to the uh, Yogstron fight, all of the current insanity mechanisms are like you can kind of trace it back to that fight it's cool, <laughs> actually. yeah basically yes this is happening didn't rogues get an ability from one of the claxi yes death from above was it death from above is that what it's called i think that's what it's called that's, death from above the one where that's you, the one where you, you like flip in the air for a second and then shoot down slam down yeah that was from the claxi <laughs> thank you slow poke <laughs> i'm like this is gonna drive me nuts what was it <laughs> Okay. Uh, so yeah, thank you for the question. Um, 
Next email. Hello, awesome Blizzard watchers. I was doing my dailies in Broken Shore and came across one called By Water Be Purged, in which Cadgar says Neptulon has sent one of his dudes to help. Go have fun. Last I saw, he was sucked away by giant squid, never to be seen again. I only play my hunter in Legion because I have too much to do. Was it something that happened out of game? Regards, Spanky Hunter. Ju oh, man, I can't hey, even... Jubithos, yeah. Jubithos, thank you. I'm like, that's a server I haven't heard before, but it's Oceanic, which would explain why. Um, yeah, so, uh, Neptalon. I, I actually oh, know this boy. one. Uh, yeah, he gets himself free. I, like, explain. I, I, All right, I you're doing Blizzard. the shop. You're doing the shaman quests, and the shamans are like, "We gotta round up the elemental lords to help us stop the legion." Um, obviously, Therizane's easy to find, but they gotta find the others, and obviously, two of them are dead. So, uh, okay, we gotta come up with something for those guys. But Neptalon's case, you just go to the abyssal mall, and he's like, "Yeah, no, I totally got out of that." It drives me crazy really? too because Blizzard just didn't just got out of that. Yeah, yeah. And, and this question gets asked and brought up so often. And this is not a knock at um, Spanky Hunter. It's just like Blizzard is. It's it's clear that Blizzard was unclear with this whole thing and just kind of left a plot thread. And then it was like, eh, we'll just you know he's he's good now. But and, and what's really that. weird about it, the reason it's really strange is because in this quest that you're doing to to get the other elemental lords, you go and reconstitute um, Thunderon. You give him back Thunder Fury. You fix him. Like okay. so. They, you go through a whole thing to make Thunderon the new ele elemental lord of, of air, and then you go to the Firelands and do a whole thing to pick who the new f elemental lord of fire is. You have two choices. One is, I think, his name is something close to Pyros, but not quite Pyros. Like, <laughs> something I can't remember fiery. Exactly. I can't remember what it is, but he's, he's, he's um, Ryoleth's son. Pyroth. His name is Pyroth. He's Ryoleth's son. He's one of the two candidates. You don't like him because his, his platform for being lord of the firelands is kill all mortals like that and that's his like he literally his, his answer to everything is we should burn all the mortals to death what is your stand on you know like working with the mortals against the legion we should burn all the mortals to death okay uh you other candidate what's your name again oh i'm smolderon smolderon yeah your name is smolderon that's correct <laughs> smolder on mm -hmm. what what's your policy on working with the mortals we can work with the mortals. Okay, we're going to have to go with this guy. But his name is stupid. Doesn't matter. His platform is less burn us to death than that guy's. So you, you make him Fire Lord. He's, it, it, you do this for two of the Elemental Lords, but you couldn't put in a quest where I go get Neptalon out? Like, you put in a quest where I go as a Death Knight. I go in and get, you know, Coltira Deathsworn out of, out of uh, Oh, I can't remember the name of the Undercity for a second there. Yeah, you go get Coltira out of Undercity as Death Knight. That's fine. You couldn't give me a similar quest where I go to some place with a giant squid and fight it and get Eptalon out? I no? would love to punch a squid in the face. They just, you know, you show up and Eptalon's like, yeah, I totally got out. He, he wasn't that strong a squid. He just had, he had four tentacles on me. Four tentacles? Come on. I just snuck out. Okay. Were you going to help And he us? doesn't really... He doesn't really specify any. He's deliberately nope. vague. I play a shaman. Yeah. Neptalon is deliberately vague. Like, deliberately vague. He doesn't go into it. He doesn't talk about it. He doesn't talk about any of the details. Okay. He doesn't even talk about where he went or what, what happened when he got there. What, what um, happens down here in the deep stays down here in the deep, okay? Yeah, Maybe it's like Vegas, I guess, only with more tentacles. I, yeah. I, so we're like Vegas. <laughs> so like Vegas. <laughs> no, <laughs> it's just... Okay, that was it's, bad. If, if, if you were... Wow. If you were <laughs> watching a TV show, this would be 
like if WoW weren't an interactive game that you were playing all the time, if it were just, you know, watching something happen chronologically, this would be the thing that the writers were like, eh, we don't really have a good answer, brush over it really quickly, move on to other stories. And she went back to his home planet. Yeah, it's just, it's it's one of those things where it's like, you're not just going to leave it there, are you? And I didn't think that they were going to leave it there, but the longer we sit in Legion without anyone... It's it's like this giant elephant in the room where Neptalon's just not talking. He's just over in the corner filing his watery nails and I'm not here, acknowledging guys. any That's questions. That's all you need to know. <laughs> I, I'm the, here. I'm good. This makes the time that when Norse Dormu showed up and had almost no explanation for where he'd been all this time. Yeah. Because at least that is in a book. You kind of in a book they give you the backstory, so at least you know somewhere out there. There is no book of Neptalon getting away from a squid. There's no, there nothing. is not. It's just, um, yeah. Speaking of which, that novel. As far as Nosedomer goes, that's Thrall Twilight of the Aspects, and you should go pick it up because it's really good. Anyway, um, yeah, we've there's no real explanation. It was kind of frustrating. Yeah. What, Mitch? We've we've got like five minutes if we could want to fit in another question. It yeah, it short answer though, it wasn't really a game. Okay, uh, let's see here. Do 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 do. Let me find. Let me see if I can find one that's relatively quick. We'll do this one. Uh, greetings, fellow Blizzologists. I hope that the developers continue to either use class quests or race-based quests to tell stories. I think it could be a useful way to tie up smaller storylines, especially if they develop three-person scenarios that worked within the framework of the story being told, similar to what's happening at the end of each Legion invasion event. This would allow the story writers to tell to tell small-scale stories, such as what's going on with the new Lich King, without interrupting whatever the major story of the expansion is. And that was from Shad Blood Elf Prop Pally. Um, it's not really a question per se, but I guess I kind of want to hear your, your thought, you guys' thoughts on this, as far as how do you feel about the quests that we've gotten so far with like the three-person scenarios, that kind of thing. Do you think that could be a vehicle going forward? I'd like it to be. Um... One of the things I really actually liked this expansion so far, um, I didn't mind the uh, artifact quest that you know gives you the, ne- the new level of stuff where you basically it leads up to your artifact special appearance challenge mode thing, where you know you find out which guy you're going to be fighting in there. But right. that wasn't bad. But what I really actually liked a lot more was getting my my new follower. Um, I thought that felt pretty cool. Uh, I like. I think it, it kind of hits and miss depends on which follower you get. The Death Knight one is fantastic. The Death Knight one is just, ooh, everyone go get the Death Knight follower immediately. But we can't. We're not Death Knights. I don't care. It's just, it was really fun. I like the Warrior one so far. I haven't obviously haven't done any other classes yet because none of my other classes are 110. The Rogue one uh, is pretty the, good. The problem with the Shadow slash priest one is that it's kind of there's not a whole lot of shadow priests in the lore so i mean you know i, have, I can look this up later but the the person you get as your new followers and like it's not like a big name like tess Greymane or to like, who is it uh some banshee with like a a e l i think are the first three letters okay <laughs> some <don't> banshee <laughs> But yeah, the paladin one is really neat. Um, if you're it's, if you're into night elf paladins and so forth, it's we now have a night elf paladin and a night elf paladin who's also a ghost. It's like ooh, ghost night elf paladin. So yeah, we got that now. <laughs> yeah, I'm also think, a ghost. I think all I have to say on that front is that part of the reason why I really love the Legion invasion events when they came out um, was because 
you know, you did like that series of quests and then it culminated in that scenario that you went and did. And it was a real quick scenario. It wasn't like a huge scenario or anything like that. But you got to group with two other people, go beat up some things. And then it had this kind of like heroic end where you either fly away or you jump off the edge of something and a hippogriff catches you, that kind of thing. It just, it, it felt good. Um, I really... I'm still a fan of the scenarios from Missa Pandaria. I loved mm-hmm. those things so much, and I can't stop talking about how I wish that they would make a return. However, I would be, I think that some sort of mush up between what we saw with the invasion events, where you had quests leading, leading up to that scenario, and the story scenarios that were presented in Pandaria, if you kind of squish those two things together, so that you had a fairly substantial scenario going on, but there was a quest chain that led up to it, I'd be okay with that. I would be okay with that. I don't think that we've gotten anything quite on the level of Mr. Pandaria's scenarios yet. I'm waiting for another Unga Ingu, guys. I loved that place I, so much. I still so don't. Honestly, <laughs> I feel like Light's Hope, Light's Hope would have been ideal as a three-person scenario. Yeah. To the point where they make it a three-person scenario at the end, it's just you and your followers show up, and it's like, why the? What do you? You two haven't been here this whole time. Yeah, we're just here. That yeah, we like, just showed up. <laughs> we were like off doing things. They so. made it a. They made that thing like a real three-person scenario because it's a substantial piece of story. The lights hope thing was was almost like ideal for a scenario moment at the very end there, and it could have worked in that capacity. But that's the kind of thing I mean, where there's some sort of story-heavy moment going on, and you're playing through the quests and things like that, and then once you reach the end, you jump into that scenario like you do with the Legion invasions. Something that's kind of formulated like that where it's got some weight to it. Because the thing is, is with the scenario, you kind of have the ability to tell whatever story you want outside of the context of the game world. You don't have to incorporate it into the game world. You can go anywhere, do anything, and then come back from that place. Yeah, and for that matter, the other thing it had that was really cool was the uh, the bit with um, Nobundo and his his followers. Yeah. They joined their party too. Like that, they did it twice in that scenario where like you go find Nobundo and you do stuff with him and it's pretty cool. So I would have liked it if they'd had actual like scenario in there, like a real yeah. three person. Yeah. Um, it's a kind of it's a kind of thing that I miss. Quick quick interjection: the the priest champion is Alpha List uh, okay. with the Y, and she was a priest trainer in the Undercity. That's oh okay. So I mean, you know, they used someone who was existing, but like. I wonder that, if that's the alliance one. They might probably have a different alliance I, one. Do, does everybody think, have a different alliance in one? No, one? I think I checked Wowhead and they only listed her as the new priest person. So, like, Interesting. If, if you're alliance, you may have never. I don't know. Good question. But that wraps us up for emails and wraps us up for the show. Blizzard Watch is made possible due to the generous contributions at patreon.com slash blizzardwatch and your continued support means that this podcast site and community is able to thrive and grow. Blizzard Watch supporters enjoy exclusive benefits like early access to the podcast, a better chance at having your question answered on our podcast or the queue, and an ads-free site experience. Thank you very much, Anne. Uh, again, if you have an email for the show, please send it to podcast at blizzardwatch.com with either Blizzard Watch or podcast in the subject line so we know it's for this show. Uh, thank you guys very much for listening. I'm at Rossi. This has been the Blizzard Watch Podcast, and we will be here next week. 